I want you to hear this. We are the clay and you are the potter. I say his words. I want you to hear this. Satan wants access to your clay. People want access to your clay. That's why it behooves us to, to declare that God is the potter and we are the clay. Which means what? It means it's God that forms you. It is God that shapes you. It is God that builds you. It is God that changes you. It is God that fixes you. It is God that adjusts you. It is God that transforms you. But I'm going to put this in perspective. I want, I want you to hear this. There are people that want access to your clay. They want to form you in their image. There are powers of darkness that want access to your clay to forge you in a certain image. I need you today in Jesus' name to tell every devil, demon, legion, principality, power of darkness, and even people around you that are trying to forge you in their image to tell you get off my clay you need to tell him get off my clay and the reason you need to tell him that which means what he he is the potter we are the clay which means I'm gonna prophesy now you are not in the hands of your past you are not in the hands of your failure you are not in the hands of your sin you are not in the hands of your despair you are not in the hands of depression you are not in the hands of your haters you are not in the hands of your detractors you are not in the hands of your circumstance you are in the hands hands of the potter. I said you are in the hands of the potter. I'm going to say it again. You and your family are in the hands of the potter. You and your faith are in the hands of the potter. Your future, your destiny are in the hands of the potter. If you believe it, praise like you're in the potter's hands. <laughs> High five your neighbor, tell him that's for me and my house. We are in the hands of the potter. Let me tell you who you are in the hands of. You are in the hands of he who said in the gospel of John, the 10th chapter, the 28th and 29th verse, that nothing can take you away from my hands. Raise your right hand, repeat after me. I am in the hands of the potter. My dream, my destiny, my miracle, my breakthrough, my health, my everything is in the hands of the potter. You think you just made a casual declaration because of what you just said under this anointing and the collective atmosphere of faith filled with the presence of God's Holy Spirit after this conference, never again will the enemy have access to your claim. I'm going to say that one more time. I'm even, you're so, because you're here, I'm believing that by the time you get home, right now as we speak, your loved ones, I want you to hear me, the people you love as we speak, they are in the hands of the potter. And whatever was holding them down and holding them back, those hands are being revoked and rebuked right now because there is a transference. And by the way, whatever work God has started in you with your clay, Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, he will finish the work he has started. So we are clay jars in the hands of the potter. We are clay jars that carry glorious treasure. We are like clawing clay jars at clarity, glorious treasure. With so, let me read from the Passion Translation, that the extraordinary overflow of power will be seen as God and not ours. 2 Corinthians 4, 7. Extraordinary overflow. What you, I mean, let me, the, the Apostle Paul, full of the Holy Spirit, is saying this. Not only you are common clay jars, but boy, what you carry is glorious. What's inside of you is always greater than what's outside of you. Who's inside of you is always greater than who's outside of you. 
I need you to hear me. Inside of your clay, you're not carrying just anything. This is why you go through spiritual warfare. This is why your very being is provocative. Inside of you, you don't have a philosophical construct. You don't have an ideology. It's not theoretical or hypothetical. Inside of you, inside of you, you jars of clay, inside of you, you have none other than the spirit of the living God. If you're born again, raise one hand. If you know that you're born again, raise both hands. If the, the blood of Jesus washed you, raise both hands and a foot. If you have no doubt about that, raise both hands and both feet. Do you understand, you that have your hands raised, who's inside of you? No, do you really understand who's inside of you? You don't have a feeling. You don't have an emotion. What you have inside of you is literally a person. You, you have a person inside of you. It's the same spirit, Romans 8, 11, that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of you. This is the reason the devil hates you. He doesn't hate you because you are Australian. He doesn't hate you because you're black, white, yellow, or brown. He hates you because you are filled with the spirit of the living God. Why does he hate you? And when, because, because, because of that spirit, every time he puts you down, you get right back up. Every time he thinks you're done, you resurrect. Because the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in side of you. I dare you to high five your neighbor and tell him, I have that same spirit. Tell him like you believe it. Tell him, I have that same spirit. It's because of, of the glorious treasure that you carry inside your jar of clay. Oh man, it doesn't matter where you are in life. Who you are is greater, always greater than where you are. You may be in the desert, but you're still a child of God. You may be in the valley, but you're still a child of God. You may be in the midst of a fiery furnace, but you're still a child of God. You may be going through hell, but you're still a child of God. Because it's not about you. That's why the apostle Paul used the phraseology, you are a common clay jar, but what you carry is glorious. What's inside of you is glorious. So I want you to get over yourself. Get over yourself. It's not about your ability. It's about his anointing. It's not about your gift. It's about his grace. It's not about your potential. It's about his power. Because you carry glorious treasure. One more time. Look at the person you like the most around you. Touch that person and tell them, neighbor, I carry glorious treasure. Inside of me there is greatness. Literally greatness. Because God is great. I carry glory. By the way, it says, it says this, it says, and you, so that the extraordinary overflow of power will be seen as God's and not ours, not yours. Let me prophesy to someone here that this year in Jesus' name, especially those of you that have already confronted some spiritual warfare and pushed back, put a smile on. If you haven't been through anything, if the devil hasn't showed up this year to try to discourage you and distract you, this is not for you. But if you've been through some warfare, if the enemy enemy showed up, put a smile on your face. The reason he showed up this year is because this is your year of extraordinary. 
Let me say that one more time. This, I sense an anointing. This is your year of extraordinary overflow. Let me say it one more time. This, somebody should be praising like this is all yours. This is your year of extraordinary overflow. Let me say it again. This is your year of extraordinary overflow. This is your year of extraordinary overflow. Let me land this. Let me land this. So final point where, yeah, we are clay jars in the hands of the potter. We are clay jars that carry glorious treasure. And we are clay jars that when broken, we shine. You've heard, you've read the verse 2 Corinthians 4. Even though we experience every single kind of pressure, we're not crushed. At times, it may look like we're crushed. The Greek exegetical extrapolation of this passage is, is, is beautiful. Even, even the way it was, it was, the way the Holy Spirit just, through Paul, just d- relayed this message because it's actually oxymoronic. It's incoherent in, in the words used because it, it, it actually says it looks like we're like, but we're not. And at times, we don't even know what to do, but quitting is not an option. The Passion Translation. We are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but we're not out. So I need to show you this here. Let me show you something here. Let me show you this. Here's this. It's George. Jorge. See, George. Mm. I have so many jokes right now. And I'm trying to be politically correct. But I'm not going to say them. I'm not. I was so tempted. But I'm not. Mm. Mm. Let me get really real with you. This is a clay jar. And this is what the Apostle Paul talks about. That we're this. And we may look like common clay jars. But if people would actually see inside of us. We carry glorious treasure. To me, that's just crazy. Now, I would lie to you as a preacher if I would tell you that these things never break. Because, unfortunately, I want you to hear me. Sometimes, George, do me a favor. This is, sometimes, cameraman, help me out here. Sometimes, this happens. It does. And if you try to give me your religious holier-than-thou Oh, we never get broken speech. Yeah, good luck with that. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes the jar breaks. For the next three and a half minutes, if you've never been there, ignore me, go on Facebook, Instagram, sports, whatever. But I'm speaking to any person here who has ever been there. If you've ever been there, if you've ever looked like that and you're here right now, there's a reason why you went from this to that. And the reason is when you were here, the potter. Is there anybody here who can bear witness that when you look like this and other people would look at this and say it's a mess and this is beyond repair, no one can fix it. When everyone else went like, oh man, that's way too much. There was a potter who showed up. There was a potter who showed up. There was a potter who showed up and said, I got this. 
I got this. When everyone else rejected you and turned their backs on you, and even when you gave up on yourself, the potter showed up and got the pieces. Why would the why would he show up to this mess? Why? Because your brokenness does not intimidate the potter. Why? Because God does great things with broken pieces. Why would he show up? Real simple. The potter never runs out of clay. Let me say that one more time. The potter never runs out of clay. I'm going to say this for somebody. The potter never runs out of clay. So if you look like this right now, I want you to put a shout on your lip because the potter never runs out of love for you, mercy for you, grace for you, forgiveness for you, healing for you, breakthrough for you, love for you, joy for you, peace for you. The potter never runs out of clay. If you've ever been there, raise one hand. If you've been there, raise one hand. If you've been there on more than one occasion, raise both hands. If you've been there so much that this is your private Instagram photo, raise both hands and a foot. He never runs out of clay. This is what the potter does. He shows up because sometimes it may be life. It may be warfare. It may be self-inflicted. Sometimes the jar breaks, and we can't deny that. But then the potter shows up with clay. I want you to hear this. This is the way you looked. This is the way you looked. Nothing is beyond God. Nothing is beyond the grace-filled work of Jesus. Nothing is beyond the mercy of Jesus. So he shows up, and he says, I'm going to do something here. I'm gonna, I never run out of clay, so I have, I have the resources, the supplies, what it takes. So if you think that this is what God does, he, he goes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rebuild you. George, go over there for a second. So God begins to say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put the pieces together, and I'm going to do a, a better version of you. I'm going to do a better version of you. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do a new you. The old you broke, but I'm going to do a new version of you. I'm going to do a new version of you. I'm going to do a new version of you because the old you broke and I never run out of clay, but I'm going to do a new version of you. So to do a new version of you, I'm not going to look at you. The father looks at Jesus. Y'all missed it. That's why you don't pray the way you used to. You, you don't praise the way you used to. You're not who you used to be. I'm preaching to somebody. Some of you have been through a process. You ended up like that. But now you think you give God praise for what you went through. Because your new you is better than your old you. Are you with me right now? I'm going to say that one more time. You and I both know you're not who you used to be. That if you never would have been through what you went through, you wouldn't even be here right now. So even though it hurt what you went through, man, I'm here to tell you. You're not who you used to be. I need somebody to shout like you are not who you used to be. And praise like you're not who you used to be. Lift up your hands if you're not who you used to be. There are things that the old you would permit the enemy to do, but the new you will never permit the enemy to get away with. The new you is not the old you. Repeat after me. The new me is not the old me. I dare you to look at your neighbor and tell them the new me is the better me. No, tell them like you believe it. Tell them, tell them, touch your nuts since God. Tell your neighbor the old me is the broken me. The old me 
is the weak me. The old me is the fleshly me. The old me is the depressed me. The old me is the failing me. But the new me. But the new me. The new me is the save me. The delivered me. The healed me. The filled me. The blessed me. The favored me. The freedom me. new people in the house here today. Stand with me. You are standing. Stand with me. That's it. So he does. Watch this. I got to show you. Oh, man. He never runs out of clay. 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 He t- when others turned on you, the potter turned towards you. When others abandoned you, the potter picked you up. Can somebody here bear witness, not hype, but can somebody say, the reason I am so passionate about my praise is because when I looked like that, he picked me up. When I looked like that, he formed me. When I looked like that, he turned me around and he, he placed my feet on solid ground. Is, it, is there anybody who can praise God like you've been through a process and you learned that the God of the process is the God of the outcome? Can anybody worship God like you know that the potter never, 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 never We're done, we're done, we're done. There's more clay for you. There's more grace, mercy, love. John chapter 1, verse 16 to 18. Now out of this fullness we are fulfilled, and from him we receive grace heaped upon grace. Moses gave us the law, but Jesus, the anointed one, unveils truth wrapped in tender mercy. And he looks at Jesus when he makes the new you. He doesn't look at you to make the new you. George... I'm going to make a new George, but it's not, when I'm done making you George, you're not going to look like the old George. 1 Corinthians 15, 45, we are molded and made according to the model of the second Adam, not the first Adam. Oh, man. So, George, I'm going to make the new you, and to, to make the new you, I'm not going to look at you. I'm going to look at Jesus because I'm molding you in the image of Jesus. You're going to think like Jesus and pray like Jesus and walk like Jesus. In the matter of fact, how about this? You know how Jesus laid hands on the sick and they recovered? You're going to lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You understand that? In the, oh, 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 oh. You know how Jesus would go into a place and clear the room and whatever unbelief was there, he would kick it out. When you walk into the room, every unbelief, every um, every doubt would have to flee. Every devil, demon, legion, principality, and power of darkness would have no other choice. Here, let me put this in your image and let me show you something I'm done I'm done I'm done if you've never been like this then but if you have let me show you something that actually put this tape around I need some I need a volunteer here just a couple of people you have a couple of volunteers I just come up here quickly 
Real quick, dear George, do that real quick, please. Caution that area off. I, I, need, I just need somebody here, a volunteer. You're two volunteers. I like that. Good. That's a good team. Come here. Volunteers. George, you, you did that? Real quick here. Can you up to here, George? Caution this area off. Uh-huh. Right there. Okay. Caution it off. You know what that caution tape means, right? So I want you both to come here. I'm going to show you what happens when we're there. The enemy would like to get access to our brokenness. What God does, remember when Jesus took the bread in the Last Supper? What did he do with the bread before he broke it? He blessed it. Once he blesses you and then you're broken, you're still blessed. You'll get that tomorrow morning. So let me show you what happened. What happened was that in the midst of your brokenness, when, when you represent the powers of darkness, your job is, try to, is to come to here to approach this. The problem is, get closer, get closer. The, the problem is that heaven showed up. They wanted to exploit your brokenness. Heaven shows up and says, no, they may be broken, but they're still blessed. Hey, anybody know what I'm talking about? In the midst of your most difficult hour, the devil tried to exploit and go in there and crush you. But God was protecting your brokenness. Oh, you missed it. God even protected your brokenness. Why? There were things that wanted to come in and he said, no, you're not getting access. They may look broken to you, but I have destiny. I have purpose. I have glory. I have anointing. I have calling. I have ministry. You will not have access. How many are grateful that God... God showed up and protected you even in your brokenness. All right, we're done. By the way, that tarp represents the grace-filled work of Jesus. You're broken, but you still ended up in the right place. Raise your hands. God protected your brokenness and looked at every devilish work of hell that wanted to take advantage of your brokenness. And he looked and said, even in their brokenness, they are still mine. They may be broken, but they're still mine. Your brokenness does not negate your blessedness. You can be broken and still be blessed. Ah. 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 We're done. So then he does this. Now I'll prophesy to you and give the mic over to Pastor Russell. Lift up your hands. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Um, in a couple of seconds, I'm going to call out a couple of people who have been here recently. You've been this. You've been this. I'm going to speak to you prophetically. Joy Smith, the lady. She ended up like this for a moment. She'll talk about it. Her son... She couldn't have children after a while. She went to Guatemala and adopted a nine-month-old baby named, and he called him John Smith. That's the name, John Smith. And a boy, nine-month-old from Guatemala, God told her, I have purpose for this boy. I have great destiny for this boy. John is January 2015, and John is playing on a frozen lake in St. Louis, St. Louis, Missouri, the outskirts, big lake, John and his two friends, it's January, it's thawing out, they're not privy to that, and they fall. 
in the lake. It's a deep lake. They fall. Two of them come out, first responders of hypothermia. John was under for 15 minutes. They never found his body until 15 minutes later. 15 minutes later. And it was a bacteria algae filled lake. So he drowned. He was dead. They took his body out, which how that happened was supernatural. Because underneath the little current underneath should have taken him to the other part of the lake in the deepest part of 27 feet. Long story short, they took him out. They tried to resuscitate him for an hour, over one hour. 15 minutes plus 45. The, The total time is one hour and eight minutes. This kid was dead. And by dead, I mean brain dead, heart dead, body dead. Not one pulse, not one activity. Completely dead. So they had the cadaver in the emergency room. The doctor, they call the mom. The mom is rushing down. And the mom walks in. And she hears the news. Ma'am, we tried everything. He's been dead for an hour. I mean, we tried, you know. We're so sorry. Stay here. Spend as much time as you want saying goodbye to your son. Matter of fact, nurses, guys, walk out. Stay right here, please. Let's let mom have some time alone. Mom comes over, touches. She touches the dead corpse of her son who was her promise. She looks around. She was there. Shattered her. This is her life, her love. And she did something which was outrageous. She opened up her mouth and said this. Holy Spirit! I'm not yelling for the purpose of yelling. She yelled. Because the the St. Louis Dispatch article from the secular newspaper said, Mom yelled so loudly, everyone in the emergency floor heard her prayer. She raised her volume. Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes we have to raise our volume. Let me put that in perspective. Sometimes we have to do away with comfortable kumbaya, complacent, politically correct Christianity. Sometimes we got to go hard, just go radical and open up our mouths and shout, shout with the voice of triumph, shout, shout like the blind man Bartimaeus that drew the attention of Jesus. Sometimes a shout works, not out of hype, but out of prophetic articulation. Hey God, so she shouted and she said, Holy Spirit. Bring back my son right now. Ladies and gentlemen, not five minutes later, not four minutes later, not three minutes later, not two minutes later, not 30 seconds later, not five seconds later. The moment she said right now, every machine in that room turned on. Beep, 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 beep. Hey, planet shakers, there is still power in the name of That boy is completely, not just one hour dead, so you would think he would be in a vegetative state, no oxygen to his brain. If you do, please don't take my word for it. Watch the movie and go on Google. It's the only medically verifiable resurrection story in modern history. Number two, it is the only medical moment, do that, do your Google, don't take my word, where a person has been underwater for that long, died for that long, and there is zero brain damage. No, no, no. Zero body damage. Zero muscle damage. Zero lung damage. Zero bone damage. 
zero cellular damage. No, I'm here to tell you our God is a God of miracles and he never runs out of clay. He never runs out of clay. He never runs out of clay. So I'm here to tell you, I don't care how bad, how bad, how bad things became in your life. I'm prophesying to you, the next time the world sees you, they're not going to see that. The next time your friends and your family members see you, they won't see that. The next time they see you. force it, coerce it, manipulate it. If you've ever been there, I'm going to need help because I want, I want to, George, we, this, we did not coordinate. I just want to give as many of these away for people who have been through a process. So cut them, break them into little pieces. If you've ever been there and you're saying, Pastor Sam, this message is all me. You're telling me the potter never runs out of clay. He never does. You carry glorious treasure. One, you're in the hands of the potter. You're not at any, from this moment on, you won't be in the hands of the person who broke your heart, the person who abused you, the person who exploited you. How about this? Get over yourself. You're not even in your own hands. You're, 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 you are in the hands of the potter. Thy kingdom come, thine will be done. Not only are you in the hands of the potter, you carry glorious treasure. Not only that, when you break and the potter has more clay, you shine like never before. So I'm going to count to three. If this message was 179.3% for you, I don't want you to walk. I want you to run out of your seat. Come up here and shout. The potter never runs out of clay. One, two, three. Somebody come up. Go. sense God in this place. Lift them up a little bit higher. There's more clay. Right now, hold your hands lifted high. 
There's more clay, there's more clay, there's more clay. He never runs out of clay for you. He never runs out of hope for you. The potter never runs out of clay. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. <laughs> Father, right now, we acknowledge fully that we are clay jars in your hands. Lord, we ask you now, we want to be exclusively in the hands of the potter. Lord, we've tried to form our own destinies and our own lives. We have the conduit of our own hands, our own handling. Sometimes we've entrusted our destiny in the hands of others. There has been betrayal or deception or people have fallen short. Lord, we know the enemy would love to form us or attempt to shape us. From this moment on, we will be exclusively in your hands. Lift up your hands. Repeat after me. Say, Heavenly Father, you are the potter. I am your clay. Form me. Mold me. Make me. Build me. Correct me in your image. Now lift up both hands. Lord, you say that we carry glorious treasure. That treasure, 1 John 2, 20, is the anointed one, the unction. Romans 8, 11, Romans 8, 9. The spirit of the living God, 1 Corinthians 3, 16. We are temples of your spirit. So Lord, that glorious treasure, let it be exposed in us, with us, and through us like never before. Oh God, in Jesus' name, right now, right now, let that glorious treasure be exposed. We are common clay jars that carry glorious treasure. Lord, in Jesus' name, let this be the season of extraordinary overflow. Unleash it. Matter of fact, Lord, let me prophesy upon this crowd. Because this is that year. We are the jars of breakthrough. We're breakthrough jars. In Jesus' name, I am de declaring prophetically, led by your spirit, that this is the year we will break in and occupy every single area hell has fought to keep us out of. We will break in and occupy every single area hell has fought to keep us out of. Number two, we will break out out of every lying, deceptive, adversarial, antagonistic, contrary, darkening, disruptive, dividing, circumstance, surrounding, or moment. And number three, we will break through like the woman of the issue of blood. We will break through. We will touch you and glory will come out of you. It will flow through us and impact the people around us. In the name of Jesus, if you believe everything you just heard say amen if you believe everything God told you today say amen amen if never again will the devil have access to your clay or your jar shout amen 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 if you're about to shine like you've never shined before shout like you've never shouted before praise like you've never praised before Worship like you've never worshipped before. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Yeah. Because the potter never runs out of clay. Amen. All right. Where's Pastor Russell? Come here, boss. Help me do this. I won't give this clay looks like George. I want to give this clay as a memento for somebody here that you know has been through a process. 
that has been measurable. You know, it wasn't a migraine headache. It was a process. If you know of someone here, I want to give this out to that person. Do you know who that is? Pick someone for me. Go ahead. Ben Natoko. Ben, where are you? Benny Boom Boom. You and your wife, Pastor Ben, come up here. Somebody make way. Potter never runs out of clay. And he protects you even in your brokenness. Because once he blesses you, even if you end up broken, you're still blessed. Never. Y'all stretch out your hands. This is yours as a reminder that he never runs out of clay. That you are in his hands forevermore. And nothing will be able to take you away from his hands. Take this. This is yours. In the name of Jesus, seal it with your Holy Spirit, O oh God, by the power of your might. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Everybody repeat after me. The potter never runs out of clay. All right, Planet Shakers, let's do one thing together. Let's go change the world. God bless you. God keep you. Thank you.